0: All right, we're on, Puck. We're being recorded. Uh, Jeff Armbruster and Jason Diebold here. We're going to be bringing you um, our leadership call. What is today, the 19th? January 19th. Um, before we get started, and Jason's going to be taking us through a value discussion today, how to apply it to your life and your body business. I kind of wanted to celebrate some
1: um, 90 grand
0: and some top recruiters for the week from the, of the Woods. And then I'm going to ask some people in this call to step up and talk about their teams, Um, specifically, Jason, I hope you're on the line. I know you've got some news about one of your coaches, and that coach has got some news about some of her coaches. But uh, for my organization, I want to celebrate. We have a new emerald uh, this morning. Uh, Elrico, you know I a pretty well Jason, he hit emerald this morning. Jeffrey, okay, I can't um,
2: I can hear Jason clear, but I can't hear you. You're like I can I can hear anything you're saying. I don't know yeah, if there's anybody fine. else. I, Jeff, I can hear so. I can hear Jason Jeff very, back. very clear. I just can't hear Jeffrey.
3: Yeah, I think sure what I can, you, know, you might check your
2: bars.
0: Yeah, I oh no, I got five bars. I mean uh I have, yeah, I have I
2: have three bars. Um why don't you you're, Jason, okay. Jason, you want to celebrate your
3: yeah, um I'm actually looking now to double check, <laughs> but uh, Christy, why don't you talk about your rank advancement for a second while I'm looking here?
2: Um, I'm very, 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 very excited. I couldn't even sleep last night. I felt like I was five again on Christmas morning. <laughs> and <laughs> literally, um, can you guys hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: you're good. Okay. okay, I um I I didn't get to sleep till about two in the morning, and and um and I woke up at six and checked the computer and two star qualifying, and, and being two star is an extremely big deal because then you get to open up your second business center as soon as you, um, your qualifying process, obviously, six weeks, and so that's very, very exciting, Um, and so I'm, um, it's something I wanted for a very long time, but I just had to kind of, just had to say, you know, Jason actually gave me a good, a good talk, if you really want it, then you need to make it happen. And um, and I said, you know, I do. I really want it. So I just made a decision to, to get it done. And I made a decision in my mind um, this week um, that I was going to do it on Tuesday. I mean, it would be, die- be two-star qualifying Thursday morning. And I have never worked so hard in my life <laughs> that week. I mean, I did everything I could, talked to her, um, Trisha's team, and just really um, just got them um, um, just really got to know them well and just, um, folk, you know, to keep them focused and they were signing up people and, um, and sign up, you know, their, their wives, and, and one signed up their husband and, um, just really, really, they're just really pumped and excited and they're all, they're ready to run. So I'm, I'm just ecstatic.
0: So with that, Christy, who is your new diamond? I think you can kind of teased who it is.
2: Tricia Smith. She's she's so excited.
0: Well, Trisha, if you're on the line, congratulations! You got a great uh, mentor in Christine and I know you're going to go farther because she already told me she was Christy on the page.
2: I know. I saw so, that.
0: So I'm going to hold her. So to
2: excited! That. She is so excited. Everyone on her team is excited. I mean, they are just—it's like they won the lottery.
0: Can you guys hear me better now?
2: Yeah, I yeah, can. Yeah, it's a little
0: better. Okay, good, good, good. So, puck. puck. What do you have?
3: That's my big one. I just looked through all the runners, and there's not a a lot of rank advancements over here. If there's anybody on my line that saw some downline rank advancements, go ahead and chime in, but um, I didn't see any here
0: besides Christy. Okay. Well, two stars, awesome, Christy. I know you're going to go a lot farther than that. It's just the the stepping stone. And um, two stars, kind of the next diamond, if that makes sense. And then from two, you know, I know you're going to go farther than that. So I'm looking forward to seeing your progress. And uh, I also want to give a shout-out, I'm not sure if she's on the line or not, to Tammy Quirin. She's uh, she's up to, like, six coaches in the last seven days. Um, she's really been working her business hard, and she's, like, my top rank advancer from our team. So congrats to her and Andy Mahoney from that from that group.
3: What was Andy's rank advancement
0: there? Does she, does she um, sure? Well, Andy, you know, he's still one of our diamonds, but that's one of his coaches. So when she mm. hits uh, – Diamond, that's gonna give Andy the possibility um to be one star and then he's got he's not too far behind with Shane as well. He could be two star too if he applies himself.
3: Nice, nice. Yes, yeah, so Andy needs to schedule one of these uh two hour calls with me so I can look at the downline and see how best to build.
0: If Andy's listening, I hope he does that, and if not I'll pass the word on to him, Puck. Yeah yeah. There's all no right. the rank advancements, uh going once, going twice. Let's turn the mic over to well, Jason. Well, I
4: just want to give a shout-out to my coach, Kim Nicola. This is Kirsten, because she oh. became Emerald this week. All right. And she only just um, became a coach New Year's Eve, so I was really proud of her.
0: And being that Lance isn't on, I'm going to steal the thunder and introduce Kirsten Jones as one of our newest diamonds as well.
2: Thank you. Exciting. Um, I I have some more rank advancements.
0: Kirsten, that how long how long have you been a coach?
4: I became a coach end of May, very end of May.
0: End of May. So you've done it in just about six months. So that's a really good achievement to reach diamond. So what's next?
4: Thank you. Uh, one star.
0: One star. Let's shoot for two. Two stars, I, really the next, like I said, the next level of diamond.
4: I'm I'm trying to. Christy inspires me, so I'm I'm trying to follow in her
2: footsteps.
0: Well, you got. Them. Oh, you're
2: awesome. She's on my team page, Jeffrey. Yeah, she's. Yeah.
0: She's awesome. Kristen and I talk quite a bit, and she's got quite a few people that I know in her downline that can make you two star, Kristen. So let's do it.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'd love to be.
0: Oh, you will. It's not it's not when. It's it's just you know have that goal. If i you know, like Mike and Tammy's call before it. You know, set your goals and don't let anything stop you from achieving them.
4: Yeah, thanks. I I am.
2: That was a great call. I got a lot out of it.
0: Yeah, it was really That's good. That's great. Okay, Christy, back to you.
2: I'm sorry. I wanted to um, – Sean Stevens, Tricia Smith's coach. She's um, Emerald's. Um, um, Lori Warner, um, Shannon Asby's coach. Signed up her sixth coach. She's getting very close to Diamond. that Shan Osby's coach. So Shan Osby's going to be one star before we know it pretty soon. Um, Tammy um, Hartchick signed up her third coach. Um, Jonathan Cleveland signed up his first coach, and he's getting ready to sign up a second coach next week. Um, that will make him Emeralds. And Amy Quinn um, signed up her second coach. That's one of my um, one of my coaches. So so we had a lot of in a lot of people sign up coaches this week.
0: Extreme team is turning up the heat. And and going back to to, to Kirsten. Now that you're diamond, you got to give your team a name, girl.
4: I I have to what? I'm sorry.
0: You got to give your team a name. Oh boy! It's okay. time to give your team a name and create you know uh, a team page and invite us and start you know getting your own thing going as well
4: all right well i think i have uh jason and i are going to set up the time in maybe a couple of weeks to talk so yeah i'll um
0: take take puck up on that advice because he will definitely set that genealogy path for you
4: yeah okay i'll work on that thanks jeff
0: okay now now puck let's uh let's get over to you and our values discussion
4: all right,
3: yeah, Um. I've been doing the personal development now for um, going on, well, ever since the the first uh, game plan, Jeff, so what was that, two, three
0: years ago? Yeah, It's. I would say at least two years ago, if not more.
3: Yeah, so the original game plan when they invited everybody else to uh, Dana Point, yeah, it must have been three years ago because we just went to Dana Point again, which would have been a third opportunity for that. So three years, and actually on the way back to the game plan, I was reading um, Think and Grow Rich, and that's when it said to have have a goal that reaches outside of your box that you find hard to achieve, and say it to yourself every morning when you wake up and every night when you go to bed. And I did that, and then
0: everybody hit everybody mute if you, mute. you guys could get getting some feedback, and then you can always unmute yourself if you got a question. Sorry, Jason.
1: Sounds better. Um, um,
3: like <laughs> a canyon. Okay, there
0: you go. Um, oh. Guys, make sure you guys are all hitting mute. Christy, what's the other way to do it, star six seven?
2: I had to take myself off the of mute. It's, um, it's 60, it's pound six five.
0: Pound 6-5, guys. Oh, pound 6-5. I'm sorry, oh, sorry.
2: sir. 5, sorry. Everybody, six, five. Please, everybody, please hit mute.
0: Try again, Puck. How's
3: that? That's pretty good. Okay,
0: yeah.
3: This sounds like a cannon. It's hard to think. Um. Um <laughs> really trips oh, it off. Shit. I like that. Yeah, it seems to be a little better. Well, anyway, by doing that, um, I had a goal that was set for probably six months, six to eight months ahead of schedule. It was for, like, January, I think, of uh, 2009 or so. And by the time I got there, and the the goal, and I still remember it, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this story before, was to be earning um, a certain amount of money by January of that next year the sales and support of fitness, goods, and supplies. And it's so easy for me to say that because i said it to myself so many times. And the neat thing that happened was that was a six- to eight-month goal, and it happened within three months of creating it, although that goal I thought was way beyond, you know, anything I could achieve. So personal development works. Um, We've heard all kinds of books and, and people that we can listen to and so I started down that journey, listening to a lot of the audios and the books, starting with Jim Rohn, um, The Slight Edge is a great book to start off with because it's an entry to personal development. And then from doing that, I got involved in a lot of experiential classes, like size seminars, and I was a big fan of that. So I went to all of their classes, and I've actually went back and staffed every one of their classes because one of the best ways to learn is to teach because you'll always get questions that you didn't understand or weren't predicting, and you have to learn those answers so you can help teach them to other people. With that being said, um, one of Barbie's coaches, um, Dana Sutton, I want to say, um, invited Barbie and I to go to Tony Robbins. And, you know, there's so much info out there on him, I kind of discovered it. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, it's not going to be as good as I. But uh, when I got there, the first class was pretty powerful. And I think everybody – I should speak for my – um, I definitely took away one concept that I think is life-changing. Barbie had a similar concept, uh, but not the same one, you know, because I think men and women operate a little bit differently. That she was really impressed by. So, with that being said, um, there was a second class to go to. In that class, Oof, it's just amazing. It's called Date with Destiny. Um, the book says the ultimate journey for those who demand the most out of life. And and what we found in that class is that. We, all of our, the way that we operate really comes from our own set of values and our own set of values comes from the experiences that we've had in life. And based upon those experiences and those lessons, we develop these programs and that makes us operate in the way that we operate every day. And most of us are all doing that subconsciously. You know, we're not thinking about why we're acting the way we're, we're acting and maybe how to best act to achieve um, our goals. So with that being said, there were several different um, exercises that we went through there. And this class is a six-day class. Most of the days are uh, 16 hours apiece, and literally Tony Robbins stays on stage. He, he starts off with a hoarse voice at the beginning of the week, so by the end of the week, like he can just barely talk. And even that, there was a lesson on that for me. It's like you know, if you have so much to say and you're not walking around with a hoarse voice, you're not challenging yourself enough. And the same thing with exercise if you're working out and you're not sore the next day, do you really work out hard enough? So I, I kind of got that point from him is that, yeah, his voice is worse because he's, he's working the best that he can. But one of, I think, the best exercises to take away from this, and some of the folks in, um, if you're committed, have already gone through um, a little bit of this exercise. So it looks like we only have about half an hour now uh, left in this call. So I, I'd like to take some people through that and just kind of get a grip Um, maybe tune into your subconscious a little bit and just see how and why you're operating. So that being said, one of the most important things that determines how we operate is our our set of values. So if you ask anybody, like, what are your values? And they'll come up with some things that they think it may or may not be. But nine times out of ten, like, they're just not really in in tune with it. So we've got a couple exercises that we can take you through that will, number one, show you what your values are and then we've got some different exercises to um define new values and make those values easier to achieve now if your actual operation is in, in line with your values that's going to open up more um happiness enjoyment and fulfillment in your life but that being said this is probably an exercise that we need to get on a piece of pen a pen and paper for so I'll, I'll talk here for a couple of minutes, but everybody, if needs, you need to go ahead and do the pen and paper. And you want to put this in like some sort of book or um, paper that you can keep handy because you're going to want to refer to this back over and over and over again. All right. So there's several different ways to come up with the values. I've been through several different workshops with uh, Dr. John Demartini, Cy Summers, and Tony Robbins that go through value exercises. And uh, – I really enjoyed Dr. John Martinez, but I think Tony Robbins' um, value system will work just as well, so we'll go through with that. So what you want to do with this, and um, again, I'm not prepared to ask you to do anything that I won't do, so I'll do this, and maybe we'll get um, a volunteer on the call. So think about if you want to volunteer to go through the exercise, and in doing so, you're, you're going to get a better kind of analysis of the way that you're operating from. So what we wanna do for your values, there's not really a time limit on this exercise, but in order to get our half an hour um, time limit here, we'll, we'll probably limit the number that we actually go through. But the question, in order to determine what your values are, is you're gonna ask, ask yourself this question over and over and over again. And the question's pretty simple. Um, the question I want you to ask yourself is, in the past, what has been most important for you to feel so in the past what is most important for you to feel? it for me to feel it i guess you'd phrase it in your, in your terms so when i did this exercise um the first thing that i came up with fr- was freedom or you know um, liberty the ability to kind of do whatever i want whenever i want and so that's something that i would predict would be one of my highest values based on that question and so now what you do is you ask yourself that question over and over and over again, and these are basically different emotions that you, you kind of want to feel, until you extinguish it. So you ask yourself that question. You really just can't come up with anything anymore. So um, now I probably – and so I asked myself the question again. In the past, what has been most important for me to um, feel so the first one was freedom. The second one was importance. So, you know, I want to feel like I'm important or significant. Um, in the past, what has been most important for me to feel? Well, accepted? In the past, what has been most important for me to feel? Certain. And at first you're like, well, I don't, I don't really know. And I understand a lot of times we feel that way. You don't think you know. But let's pretend that you do know. And in that pretending, <laughs> what is it that you've tried hardest to feel most in your life? So that's kind of a couple different examples for me. So I'd like to take um, a volunteer and go through their values. And while we're doing this, you can ask yourself your own values and start writing down the list. So who is going to be the brave soul that volunteers? I'll call
1: in names. I have to.
0: Guys, I've done this with Puck, so don't expect me to speak up. I want some of you guys who have not done this to speak up. And, you know, a couple people. Hey,
1: Puck,
3: this is Dan. Hey, I'll go. This is Dan here. Dan Trainer?
1: Dan Lewis. Okay, awesome. All right, great. So Yeah, we kinda went through, through, through this a few weeks back, but um I, I think we started on the first exercise. So Oh okay. Yeah, awesome. So, awesome. I, I, so no problem.
3: There's several different exercises in this class, but this is the one we want to go through today. So I'll I'll go ahead and phrase that question for you and you just say what comes up uh first. On, on your mind, and there's no right and wrong answers. This is going to be different and specific to everybody who does this. That's one of the neat things about this class is that nobody's ever going to tell you what to say. You're coming up with your own plan for life, or as Robin says, if you're, your own date with Destiny. So, in the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Creative. Creative? Awesome. Um, let's go to the next one. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Honest on Awesome. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Accomplished. Accomplished. Great. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Cheerful. Cheerful. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Energetic. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Confident In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Patient In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Accepted No, he's doing really good. He's coming up with a long list In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Caring. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel?
1: Trusted. And I think that's all I got.
3: In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Attentive. Attentive? Yes. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Okay, so everybody That's noticed now how I got. He's, he's struggling. And eventually you'll come to this point too. So now one of the neat things I really, really enjoyed learning at a Tony Robbins is you can change your mood um, at any second that you really want to. Your mood um, or your emotions is really just created from the meaning that you're giving to different actions in your life. And you can easily change your mood or what he calls your state um, in several different ways. But one of the easiest is to do some sort of physical activity. So this is going to sound silly and funny, but um, while you're there, Dan, I want you to stand up and do like three jumping jacks. So At the top of the jumping jack, you say, I'm excited. And, and I don't necessarily need to hear this on the, uh, on the phone, but go ahead and stand up and do the three jumping jacks and you say, I'm excited. And this is a silly exercise. Yes, I admit that, no problem. But in doing so, your mind kind of clears out and changes your state. So go ahead and tell me when you're done. Okay, I'm going to put on
1: speaker, and my wife is staring at me. She's going to have a really strange expression on her face. Hold on. No problem. That's okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited.
3: That's <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you getting up and doing that and putting on speaker. That's brave. So in the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Energetic? In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Happy. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Fun. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel?
1: Oh, I'm stumped. Okay, that's awesome. But did
3: everybody see what happened there? just by getting up and just changing your mind and your state and your physical being a little bit, he came up with another three things that really wasn't on the list before. It talked about creativity and honest, cheerful, energetic, but there wasn't a lot of stuff about happiness and fun. So all of a sudden, just by doing this little exercise, um, he came up with, with a couple different ones that he wouldn't have otherwise thought of. So I would encourage you to do that same. And now notice here that there's no time limit on this. You know, Go ahead and take as much time as, as you want. Think about all the different emotions that are in the world. And if your list is only one or two things, like, wow, you know, like, what am I missing on in life if, if there's only th- three things that I've really been trying to feel in my life? So next, what we want to do is we want to go through this list. And for the sake of time, maybe I'm just going to cut him off to the, the five things that he said first. So one, two, three, four, five. I'm just going to kind of circle those. And, and, and I would...
2: I'm um, encourage
3: everybody to go through this exercise with all of the values that you've listed, but just for the sake of time, I'm going to limit it to these these few different things. So the next part of it is we need to prioritize the different values that Dan's listed. So in the past, what has been most important for you to feel, Dan, creative or honest? And I'm just going with the first two things on the list: creative or honest. Creative. All right. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel? Now I'm going to go um. We've, I've always compared the first and the second, now I'm gonna compare the first and the third. So creative or accomplished? Creative. In the past, was most been most important for you to feel? Creative or cheerful? Cheerful. Now we'll see how it changed. The first thing that he said when he was going through was creative, but now when I got to cheerful, he'd rather be cheerful than creative. So now, um, creative kind of goes in the back burner and the new one that's beaten all the other ones so far is number four, which is cheerful. So the only one I have left to compare that to is number five. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel cheerful or energetic? Cheerful. Cheerful. So now all of a sudden, like, we kind of thought it was gonna be creative, but going through that list and comparing it with everything else, the number one value that he has is in the past, the number one value that he has is cheerful. He's trying to obtain cheer or happiness or you know, something very similar to that. So now we're gonna go back and the first one we had was creative, and we went down to honest and accomplished. We lost at cheerful with creative. So there's only one more thing to compare it to. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel creative or energetic? Creative. Now, notice that he struggled there a little bit and and that's one of these things where your mind is kind of coming into play. And when you get up and you do the jumping jacks or just something silly, running around the room, whatever it is, it's taking you out of your mind and your thinking mode and kind of putting you back in your physical mode where you're going typically come more from your heart than you are from your head. So if this was a struggling point, I would ask him to do the, uh, the jumping jacks again. And what you'll see is the answer comes right away. But he came up with an answer, so I'm going to put number two as creative. Now I go to number two on the list, which was honest. Um, what In the past, what's been most important for you to feel honest or accomplished? Honest. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel honest or energetic?
1: Honest.
3: All right, so there's number three value so far that we've gone through is honesty. In the past, what has been most important for you to feel accomplished or energetic? Energetic. Okay, no problem. And that leaves accomplished as his fifth priority. So does everybody understand what we're doing that? And, and I'll take a couple questions now if anybody's confused. Basically, you just take your entire list and you compare the first thing with the second thing, the first thing with the third thing. If anything ever, um, you know, interrupts the first value, then that becomes the new highest priority and we go through the rest of the list comparing others. So is there any questions on that? All right. If anybody has a question, you feel free to say, "Hey Jason, I'm lost, or I'm confused, or I want to understand this, but I don't." And uh, interrupt this. So, going from this list now, and the list was a little bit longer. So, um, it, and just in a matter of time, I'm only going to, only going to take the top five things here. So, his number one value in the past, you know, and and it changes. Your values can change as soon as you go through this exercise because you're starting to realize the way you're operating. Maybe that's not the best way for you. So uh, the first thing he has here is cheerful. That's the number one value that he's been trying to achieve in the past. And let me just ask you this question, Dan. Does that show up in your life? Have have you noticed things that when you wanted to feel accomplished or you wanted to cheerful, you ended up doing the thing that would make you feel more cheerful than accomplished?
1: Oh,
3: yeah, I'd say that's true. There's not really a way for this to be wrong, folks, because you're just answering the questions, you know? So it's it's really going to show up as how you've lived your life in the past. Number two was creative, number three was honest, number four was energetic, and number five was um, accomplished. All right, questions? I've gone through those five things. So now, what what we found, or what Tony uh, Robbins uh, indicates, is that not only do you have values that you've been trying to achieve, you also have values that you're trying to avoid. So um, my values that I was trying to avoid, and, and it's a similar question. What you do now is you ask yourself in the past, what have been the feelings I would do almost anything to avoid feeling? In the past, what have been the feelings that I would do almost anything to avoid feeling? So when I went through this, mine were humiliated, ashamed, stupid, rejected, failure, criticized, committed, wow where's that show? right uh, rushed annoyed distracted stressed vulnerable and bored so those are just the examples of the one that I had um, I can take Dan again but does anybody else after going through the first exercise want to get some experience on what some of their values are Any more volunteers or any Dan? I appreciate your bravery Dan
0: don't make me call on somebody guys I know who's on this call and Jeff, either, but.
2: Jay, Jay, I'll do it. I'm always the one that talks.
0: Okay, awesome.
3: So, we're going to do the same thing now with the values they've been trying to avoid. So, in the past, what have been the feelings that you would do almost anything to avoid feeling?
2: You want me to do the ones I avoid?
3: Yeah, in the past, what have you been trying to avoid feeling? Um,
2: not being accepted.
3: So, rejected.
2: Mm
3: hmm. Awesome. In the past, what have been the feelings that you've been trying
2: to avoid feeling? Um. So something
3: that you don't want to feel. What's something that you try hardest to avoid feeling?
2: Um. I don't I don't like it when someone's mad at me. <laughs> so I don't know what you call that. Hmm.
4: So, what's a good I'm word good. for that,
2: huh? Like I don't want like I, frustrating
3: others or angering
2: others. Yes. That. Yeah, that, that would that be something. That, that would be that would be something I would want to avoid. Hmm. I don't know what a good word is for that.
3: Yeah. Neither. So let's try the jumping jacker. Conflict.
2: Conflict. Conflict. Okay, that's right. Perfect. Conflict. I
3: hate conflict. Awesome. Thanks. I, think that was I try
2: to avoid conflict. Thank
3: you. <laughs> see, isn't it neat how once you go through this and you and you see some of these words, you're like, "Wow, yeah, what have I done in my life to avoid conflict? Or what are the things that I've given up because I've been trying to just avoid this thing?" Yeah. All right. So, in the past, what have been the feelings you've been trying to avoid feeling?
2: Um, I try to avoid things that um. That I'm afraid I'm not going to accomplish.
1: So, um,
3: failure.
2: Yeah, I try to avoid failure.
3: In the past, what have been the feelings you've been trying to avoid feeling?
2: Let me do some jumping jacks. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a lot of them on the first one.
3: <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's, it's hard to identify them, and sometimes it's easier when somebody else is gone. But yeah, do that exercise and see for yourself okay. how that feels. I'm,
1: gonna...
3: I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited.
2: Okay. Um... In the past,
3: what has been the feeling you've been trying hardest to avoid feeling?
2: Um, I guess not being loved.
3: So unloved, yeah. Unloved. In the past, what have been the feeling you've been trying to... What What is the feeling you've been trying hardest to avoid
2: feeling? Um, I can't think of anything else. I, I'm such a glass half full person that I came up with a huge list on the other one, but... um. So how about pessimistic? Yeah.
3: You, you, you try to always be optimistic, which means you're trying to avoid pessimism.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a really hard time. I avoid negative people like the plague.
3: Okay. Awesome. No, that and that's fine. Okay. So now, um, again, uh-huh. I want everybody, as you go through this exercise, Take as much time as you need. Think about all the emotions out there in the world and think about everything you've always tried to avoid feeling. So, and there's no time at the We're going to go a little quicker here because we're trying to accomplish um, the most that we can in this amount of time. But you can literally take as long as you want. And again, if, if you come up with a list with only three things, you're like, wow, those are the only th- three things I'm trying to avoid. And maybe, think about for a second, is there other things that you would be more productive in, in your life, the goals that you have, if you're trying more to avoid feeling these things. So um, now let's go through the priorities. And Just like we did with the values, we have to figure out what are the things that you're trying hardest to avoid. So in the past, which of the feelings would you do more to avoid, rejected or conflict?
2: Conflict.
3: In the past, which of these feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel? Conflict or failure?
2: Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that?
3: In the past, which of these feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel? Conflict or failure? Um, conflict. In the past, which of these feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel? Conflict or unloved? Unloved. In the past, which of these feelings would you avoid having which is in the past, which of these feelings would you do more? To avoid having to feel unloved or pessimistic.
2: Um, unloved.
3: Okay, so the number one thing you're trying to avoid is being unloved, which yeah. is probably very similar to rejected, but that's okay. So now we're going to go back through, and the next highest one that we had was conflict from from the list that you had. So her list was rejected, conflict, failure, unloved, and pessimistic. We tested rejected with conflict. Conflict came out ahead, and then it lost uh, to unloved. So now we're going to go uh, conflict versus pessimistic. In the past, which of the feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel conflict or pessimistic?
2: Um, I would say pessimistic. Okay, cool.
3: So that's the second value that she's trying to avoid. Now, in the past, which of these feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel Conflict or failure?
2: Um, conflict.
3: Okay. So the third thing that she has is conflict. And that only leaves one other comparison to you. Rejected, which is... <coughs> Excuse
2: me. I'm sorry I missed that.
3: No problem. I choked there. My voice is oh. like too little hoarse. That's why Tony Robbins can never talk <laughs> Um, in the past, what have been the feelings that you, you would do the most to avoid having to feel rejected or failure?
2: Um, I would say failure.
3: Notice sometimes how she's struggling there and, you know, this isn't like a life or death situation. Just Mm kind of go with your first gut reaction or whichever your gut is saying is really kind of the, the most important things. So now I'm going to list the five um things, the values she's been trying to avoid. Number one it was unloved, which makes sense, right? Everybody wants to feel loved. Number two is pessimism. Number three was a conflict. Number four was failure, and number five was rejected. Okay. And that's a fine list. Again, everybody's going to have different lists. And and if your list is three things or 30 things, go through that entire list and compare them one by one to see which are your your values. So in this particular case, we have two different people. But um, going into this, and this, I guess, question goes both to Dan and to Christy, would you have if I would ask you, what are the values? What are the values they have the most in? Would you have said cheerful, creative, honest, energetic, and accomplished, just right off the top of your head? Or was it even tro- Was it even hard for you to um, kind of know what those things were? And you would say maybe you're operating from those values from a place that you weren't aware of or conscious of. I noticed that my,
2: you know, the first list is kind of opposites of the second list. So, like, my number one thing was to feel loved.
3: Right. Awesome. And that's a great point and something we might have avoided on um, having the discussion of because we looked at two different people. But um, a lot of times, if your values are kind of opposite of the, the values you're trying to move away from, that's actually a good thing, right? So if you want most to feel loved, and you're trying hardest to avoid feeling unloved, you have a lot of energy in that direction of love, and the one complements the other. So that's actually good.
1: Um, but
3: if, if I had asked you, um, Christian, I think Dan might be muted or something, um, before we came into this call, would you have said the number one thing you were trying to avoid feeling in your life was unloved and then pessimism and then conflict and failure and rejected, or were those kind of all things that you're operating from without being very aware of it?
2: Um I'm probably aware of half of them um and the other half I wasn't aware of so um so you know I am completely like I do not like to fail at anything, and so i know I'm very aware of that I'm very aware so, of huh
3: awesome. Now, in
2: the past,
3: you know, and I'm not saying this is the way going forward or anything else, you can't change it, how many opportunities have you been missed because you were afraid to fail at them you know and I, and that's one of the things that comes up in my life too is I don't want to fail, so what i what happens is I only do
2: things that I'm good at, yeah, oh sorry, needs to put himself on mute <laughs> no. um I think Does i probably sense, yeah, I think i probably missed out on. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I think that that's probably, I could probably, I probably, you know, I signed up nine months ago, but I'd probably be even further in this business, but I just, you know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of, um, you know, fear of failure, like that I'm not going to make my goals when I want to make them. And so, um, like what you did, Jason, is you got me out of my comfort zone, um, and you said, if you want to do it, then do it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, crap, I'm afraid to do it, because if I fail, that's, like, one of my worst fears. And and so I worked so hard so I would not fail. Can
3: you think of another example of something that you didn't try to do just because you were scared to fail
2: at it? Think of an example of something
3: that you I... You didn't I, try to do because you were afraid you would fail.
2: Um, just a minute, let me think about this
3: for a minute. Like for me, um, you know, one of my things would be like trying out for some of the sports teams, like in high school and junior high or uh-huh. you know, even elementary school. It's like, I never tried out for the basketball team because yeah. I wasn't good at it. And so like, that's something I would never even try for. Now you bring that forward 30 years and like, how often are we not trying for successful 10? Are we not trying for top coach? because we don't even want to feel the negative feelings that are associated with what happens when you don't succeed.
2: Um, I guess um, I I probably, um, I, maybe I, I've always lived on the safe side and I've always did things I knew I would succeed at. Right, so what's one life.
3: thing you wanted to do but never tried it because you were scared you would
2: fail at it? Um, well, let's see. Let me, I, I'm going to, I'm let trying to. Let put it to, this
3: way. If you were a little girl, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh Let's go back and let's think your first day of elementary school. Uh-huh. Can you go back there? You remember kind of like yeah. what it was when you were going there or whatever? Mm-hmm. Now, you put yourself in that body and that time and that mind, you're sitting there in that experience, you know, and maybe you remember the way your mom t- took you or what you were wearing that day or what your lunchbox looked like or who the elementary school teacher was. But in that moment, what did that little girl want to grow up to be?
2: Um, what did I want to – I'm trying to I – wanted, I wanted to be a veterinarian.
3: So awesome. How far in your life did you ever go to try to be a veterinarian?
2: I changed my mind so many times,
3: Right. but I mean, I wanted to be a
2: veterinarian,
3: yeah. That makes perfect sense, and it actually ties in with the whole coaching thing because it's about helping people or animals or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I would attest, at least to some extent, that part of the reason that we never went further to achieve that is because you were scared of, you know, the academic requirements or the amount of schooling it would take or something like that. So it's just kind of one example of how we don't ever achieve the things that we want most because of a fear of failure. So just everybody to think about that for a little bit and look at the mm-hmm. list of the things that you're trying most to avoid and see you know, maybe what are some of the potential consequences of not going for those things. So that's really good. Thanks for um, the, the input on both of, both of y'all. So now I'm gonna go back to Dan a little bit. And in order to clearly define what our values are, we actually have to go back and, and elicit a rule for what that means. So, Dan, uh, go ahead and go off mute and maybe, Christy, mute yourself for a minute here. Um, Dan, are you there?
1: Hey, I'm here. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay, awesome. So I want to go back through your list of, of rules and see um, what that means to you. And Maybe we'll just do a couple here in the sake of time before we we'll look at 720. But what has to happen in the past? What has to happen for you to feel cheerful?
1: I think probably just getting a lot of positive energy from other people. Um it really had a lot to do with my surroundings, so it's dependent on the circumstances I was in rather than coming from within. No problem. So um that's that's actually something I've been working on a lot is uh just finding my own cheer, you know?
3: Mhm. And that's okay. There's again there's no right and wrong rules for this. You might go back and see like the lie that you've been living at and, and, and therefore be able to go forward and, and create better things. But, um, there's no right or wrong answers in these rules because it's just whatever your mind is made up from the experiences that you've had to create the values that you're living by. So let's go to the second one, creative. Um, in the past, what has to happen in order
1: for you to feel creative? Uh, not thinking, not, not being, um, not thinking about myself. So, uh, what is it? (laughs) What's the word that it's eluding me right now? What's that? Um, not self-conscious, not being self-aware. So letting, letting go. And then I can be creative. Awesome. All right, so you see,
3: everybody, how we could go through each one of the rules that you've created for everything, and I think it's most important to do this with your top five to just get a feel um, for how far you're going, Um, even maybe top ten when time permits. Now, I'm going to do something out of the ordinary, and when you went through the um, values that you were trying to avoid, Dan, what came up number one on your list? I didn't actually prioritize them, um,
1: but – it's if you had to guess I no you don't know, but if you had to guess, oh um well, let me throw them out here and maybe a it'll pop up left out alone, dishonest, uh, uninteresting, uninteresting, afraid, and boring, so I don't know, I'd say like uh appearing boring to people mm-hmm. or appearing uninteresting, uninterested or uninteresting,
3: like okay, so let's do that. The so once they insignificant is your your feeling you're trying most to avoid. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that works. Okay, awesome. So, in the past, what has to happen in order for you to not feel insignificant? In the past, what has to happen in order for you to feel
1: significance, I guess? Uh, Recognition, um, maybe a pat on the back or something like that? Uh, thank else? you. Getting, uh, receiving a thank you. Awesome. Really good.
3: Okay. So now, as everybody see, we've just done this with Dan, just one person, and looked at you know five of the values he's trying to achieve, and one, and, and only one of the values really that he was trying to avoid. But can you see how this would create frustration and conflict and struggle in the life? If the number one thing he's trying to feel is cheerful, and the way that he defines it is he has to get a lot of energy from other people. The number one thing he's trying to avoid is feeling insignificant, and that can only happen when he's recognized or patted on the back or or being thanked. So can you see how that creates a very small window to feel cheerful and yet not
1: feel insignificant? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, this this is is really eye-opening. I started seeing this right. when you were talking with uh, Christy. So yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's like a piece the problem
3: pizza. is and, and there's different exercises I can take anyway through individually, um, to actually go back and figure out the experiences that you were either award you were rewarded by or you were felt dejected or punished for that actually created these individual values that you're you're living by now. But the number one thing you're trying to cheer you, achieve is cheerful and you've created your rules in such a descriptive way that it's pretty hard to get that. Like you can't feel happy unless somebody else is giving you energy from other people based upon something you've done. So that limits, you know, of the amount of actions that you do, you know, let's say the 10 or 20% of the actual things that people come back and thank you for kind of. Now let's look at the other side. And the number one thing that you're trying to avoid is feeling, um, insignificant, so you have to feel recognized and patted on the back or thanked. So out of all the different things that you could feel, again, you're narrowing the window of, of what can actually make you feel cheerful and not insignificant. So let's say out of, if there's 100% of the different ways that you can feel, we might now, now be down to a little narrow window of 20% of, of the feelings that you can actually get based upon what you do and, and the response from other people that you're actually going to feel cheerful and not not insignificant or significant. Make sense? Yep.
1: All right, we're running
3: close to time here, and the value exercise is really twofold. Number one, what we want to do is we want to look at all the values you're trying to move towards and all the values that you're trying to move away from. And so we've done that here with Dan. We went through Christy's Away From Values and heard one of her... Um, going towards values, which was loved. And we could have the same argument, I'm not argument, the same discussion with with uh, Christy, and hers were very similar. You know, the number one thing she's trying to achieve is loved. I could look at her rule, and she would say, well, I only feel loved when this, this, and this happens. And then she would say, well, I feel loved whenever this, this, and this happens. And, and based upon narrowing that window, it gives her this rare opportunity to actually feel loved, which is what she's trying most in her life to achieve. So um, that's really only half of the value exercise. The next half of the value exercise is go through um, all the different motions and feelings that you could feel or you want to feel or you don't want to feel in order to achieve your goals. So I'm not going to go into that stuff right now in, in the um, effort of time, but I think you can see how you could go through the reverse process of this and redefine your goals so let's go ahead, and since we're working with Dan here the most, let's stick with Dan. And, Dan, I want you to give me a list of, what, say, three goals that you want to achieve in the next 12
1: months. Uh, what I've got um, written down from your awesome spreadsheet the other day that you shared, uh, I need to get to Diamond. I need to maintain success club five. Great. And uh, start a fit club. Okay.
3: So diamond, success club five, and fit club. Instead of that being three different goals, I'm going to make that one goal for you happen in the next 12 months, because it really is only focused on one area of your life, and that's the coaching. And this is not a one area of your life exercise. So I also want two other goals that have something to do with, like, you know, personal, um, religious affiliation, like
1: material possessions
3: you want, just two other goals of what you want your life to look like in the next 12 months. And again, we're not going out here 10 years from now. Like, just individual goals that you have for your life. And I know that um, I'm asking to be vulnerable. again, I've said over and over that I'm not willing to ask you guys to do anything that I won't do. So the top four one year goals I had for myself was um, to be nine star, to be five star in my second center and get my second, third, and I'm sorry five star my fifth center to dying and right now I only have four my second, third and fourth centers to their max earnings. To be less than ten percent body fat would be over hundred eighty pounds with great vascularity and excellent cardio health. Um, the other goal I had was a retail space for Team Beachbody to uh, buy, purchase, and demo this new machine called BioDensity, and to be number one for sales in the country for the Beachbody Reset Diet, diet Plane. Um, the, some of the material goals I had was to have a beach house here in Los Angeles. I rode down a Maserati, a yellow Jeep, and a BMW motorcycle. <laughs> So, I mean, some of the things are kind of silly and maybe even out of reach, but those are the things that I went through and I defined that I wanted to accomplish in the next year. With that being said, um, two more goals.
1: I haven't really broadened my, my goal setting beyond my business. It's been my no problem. What do you want your relationship to
3: look like in the next year?
1: Well, aside from there's one thing that I do need to accomplish is uh, I need to finish restoring my house.
3: Awesome. So what do you want that to look like in the next year? What does your house look like? The
1: backyard is, or the uh, pool area is actually going to have a deck on it, and I'll be able to walk across it without (laughs) without slipping over nails. And uh, the yard is going to look good um, and, you know, well-groomed, and the – I'm going to have a fence that doesn't have rotted wood. Awesome.
3: Great. And so, give me one other aspect of your life you'd want to see improvement in the next year. We talked to your business, we talked about your home. What else?
1: I would like to see my parents well. So, I know that's. Not something I have 100% control over, but it's something I'm continually well, working on. Well, what
3: for. what is something that you can control in the relationship with your parents?
1: Well, in focusing on the actions, I can uh, continue to visit them and encourage them to work towards better lifestyle habits uh, oh, every day. Right. That's awesome. Do so you want to improve
3: the relationship that you have with your parents in the next year? One thing that um, a goal ha- is, is it's tangible, measurable, and it has a time frame on it. So we've defined a time frame. That's usually a year. But we need a way to make this measurable. So, in this, this perfect relationship that you see with your parents, like how many visits are you having per week, or how many times you're talking on the phone, or, or something like that? Talk twice a day on the phone and visit them three times a week. Awesome. You see how this can be easy when you ask yourself the tough questions? And it's important yeah. that you get you get goals here that only, aren't only one aspect of your life because if you do that, then you're only going to have one aspect of your life that's amazing and the other ones are going to be uh, less than desirable. Okay, so awesome. And in, in the sake of time, we're going to limit that to those three um, and and we're going to move on. But I want everybody to go through this and list all your one-year goals and think about the five or six different areas of your life that you really need to define this and if I look back to my book quickly, very quickly I think I could even uh, define some of those or maybe let's do a a document uh, later on that kind of defines what some of those are I wasn't really prepared for that (laughs) Alright, so with the goals being stated now yeah, I don't see that the top of my head. What I want you to do, and this is the, the last and final step, step of, the, of the values on the worksheet, is if your goal is to be diamond in the next year, success code five and have a fit quote. If you want to finish the house, which means finish the deck, um, have the yard looking good uh, and a new fence. If you want to improve the relationship with your folks, where you're talking to them twice a day on the phone and three times a week with visits, What are the values that you need to have in order to achieve those goals the best? So just give me one thing that you need to be um, feeling in order to achieve those goals. Energetic. All right, energetic. How else do you have to be in order to achieve those goals? Positive, upbeat, uh, cheerful. Positive and cheerful. What's another way that you have to be to achieve those
1: goals? Consistent, uh, persistent. Awesome.
3: For the sake of time, I'm going to limit it to those three. Now, what are the things that you need to avoid feeling in order to achieve those goals? Being diamond, successful climb for the duration, fit club, you want to finish the deck, uh, renovate the house, yard looking good, defense with all new wood, Uh, Talk to your folks two times a day and visit them three times a week. What are the things you need to avoid feeling?
1: It sounds simplistic, but uh, I guess negative. Uh, No, that's fine.
3: Okay. What are the things you need to avoid feeling to achieve those goals?
1: Ooh, I'm struggling here. Um, well, if you're
3: if you're diamond and success code five, what is something that you have to avoid feeling or doing
1: to achieve that goal?
0: If you're going to finish,
1: be complacent. Um, I need to be focused. So, so, so yeah, I I, I, I can keep it
3: So avoid distractions. Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. And uh, what about? something you'd have to avoid feeling in order to better this relationship with your folks.
1: Um, trying to put a word with the feeling, um, when
3: tell me the feeling and I'll get you where, what's that?
2: Tell me the sure. feeling
3: that you have to avoid feeling in order to get that goal with your folks. And I'll try to help you with a word. Uh,
1: well, um, I guess it's the feeling of working through the temporary setbacks when inevitably they're going to continue to to fall back into their previous lifestyle patterns and you know I've got to keep keep moving So forward. you need to avoid feeling I think I need to productive. I need to avoid feeling
3: impatient. Impatient. Awesome. Yeah. See how when you think about it, and you have to ask yourself the tough questions sometimes, you can come up with these. All right, so that's really the exercise here, folks. We have defined the values that you're trying to move towards, the values you're trying to move away from. We've come up with the rules that you've set in your mind about what that means or what it not means. But then we've come up with a few goals that you want to achieve for yourself for next year, and then we've redefined the values that we need to be in order to achieve them. You can go through that exercise again to reprioritize the values that he has. He needs to be energetic, positive, and uh, consistent um, in order to achieve those goals. He has to avoid feeling negative, distracted, and impatience. Now the only last step,
1: and, and I'm going to
3: cut off real here, quick here because we're already you know, 10 minutes over time, is you want to put these values into priorities, so one, two, three. You know, and again, it's not limited to three. We're just limiting to a three in, in, in the pursuit of time. And then we need to make the values we're trying to move towards very easy to achieve. So if he has a value of energetic, I want to create a new rule for that that's easy to achieve. And the way that we do that is we list several ways for him to feel energetic. So um, that should be phrased similar to this. We should start off with the phrase, I feel energetic anytime I do A, B, or C, so I use energy, I'm out and about, I'm, I'm working out, um, I feel positive, and I also want you to include some options there for just seeing energy in other people. So not only do you have to do activities that are energetic and display your energy, but if you just see somebody else uh, displaying energy, that also allows you to feel it, right? Because when you feel somebody, when you see somebody else feel love, doesn't that make you feel more loving? We also want to reassure um, yourself in that. So the, the sentence that I might come up with for you, and, and again, you need to do this yourself, um, but I feel energetic anytime I exercise or I display energy or I do something when I, when I don't feel um, very excited to do it or I just see others displaying energy. And then what we wanna do is we wanna go back to the rules you're trying to avoid, like negative, let's say, and we wanna make that rule hard to achieve. So only if I were to consistent, only if I were to um, consistently think negative thoughts and act in a negative way, instead of realizing that I can become more positive, merely by thinking positive thoughts, that you'll be negative. So really what we're trying to do here is make the rules that for the things that you want to achieve more in order to get the goals easy to achieve, and the rules for the things you're trying to avoid are hard to achieve. So you had negative, distractive, and impatience. Um, I have, one of my rules is also distraction, so I'll just tell you the rule that I came up with. Only if I were to consistently put constructive acti- put off constructive activities in lieu of destructive time wasters instead of understanding that the best feelings of accomplishment come from finishing tasks quickly and efficiently. So you can see how that makes it very hard to always feel um, distracted because you have to do it consistently and deliberately over and over instead of just realizing that accomplishing tasks quickly and efficiently um, give you gives you more joy. So really, what we've done here is we've come up with the way that we've been operating from. And we've come up with some goals that we want to achieve in the next year, and then we've redefined our values in order to best achieve those goals. So I'm not sure if like we've really tied together together perfectly, but at least we've taken everybody on a little exercise to see the way that they're operating from. To look at some of the goals you have for yourself for the next year and then just to define some values for best achieving those goals. Next step, obviously, is to redefine the rules that make it easy to achieve the goals you want to achieve and harder to achieve the, the values that you're trying to move away from. And in doing so, you're going to see more productivity, more joy, more happiness in accomplishing the things that are most important to you. Any questions so far? I and mean, maybe we can open it up for questions and just kind of wrap up. I know I've got folks next year. Dan, really
2: Dan, what is Dan's last name? Lewis. Lewis, who's your um, who's your coach? Jason. Jason's your coach? Jason Diebold? Yep. I guess what I what I just learned, I mean, I'd like to do this exercise with everybody on my team because I learned that, that in order for you to be successful, if, You know what I mean? If you were my coach, I would be constantly, you know, you can do it. You're doing a great job. Keep up the great work. You know what I mean? Just constant, you know what I mean, recognition and just um, that's what I would be doing because of, you know, that's what I got from most of it and just, you know, to keep you focused so you're not, you know what I mean, going a million different directions. So That's kind of what I got out of the whole thing about your personality.
3: Yeah, that's a great idea, and if this was something we could take, like all of our coaches through, which is kind of why I'm trying to share with you all, and then I have a one-on-one feeling for the things that he wants to achieve, and the way that he needs to be in order to do it, and the things that he needs to avoid being in order to do those things, then it's very easy for me to keep him accountable and on track, and that's what we really try to do in the Getting Started Right interview when we talk about your why, but is saying what your why is is that really going deep enough into your subconscious to understand the way you're operating from and and to understand the way you need to be in order to accomplish the things that are most important to you
1: there's going to be a lot of similarities
3: between people and there's going to also be a lot of differences
1: yeah i think going through this exercise is a real shortcut for people to fine-tune you know their motivation what's holding them back
0: well, it's eye-opening. I mean, it's eye-opening to find out, you know, what you thought you might be, but what you really are. Exactly. You know, I know that was one of the things that when I sat down and Puck made me do this, um, you know, I was glad he did, because there were things about my own personality that I learned weren't as prevalent as I thought, and other things that came out inside of me that actually were more important.
2: Jeffrey, what what is one of your biggest fears?
0: My biggest one said. of my biggest fears
2: uh-huh
0: um I'm very similar in the sense that I don't like to fail, so uh-huh. when I go into something, and I think that's probably why my business has has grown the way it has, and my fitness has grown the way it has and you know Jason probably can remember way back when I first started pushing Power 90 for the first day. I was so scared because I did not want to fail at that and, and yep. kind of fell fell to the same thing with the coaching. And because I have this fear of failure, it really drives me every day to – to. Um, it's almost like a – I'm not going to say that it's totally bad to have this fear of failure because it drives me every day.
2: That's what drives me because I just – you have to keep pedaling up. Because if you don't constantly work on your business and constantly tell people about, you know, you know to help them out, then, yep. you know, you're going to move backwards. You have to constantly, you know, yep. be helping well,
3: like, people. Yeah, awesome. Like, one of your values that you could be moving away from is, you know, to always show up as angry and mean and, 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 and you know, ornery. But at times, to use that anger and meanness to get across something that you're trying to achieve, can work for you, but it's just becoming aware of using that emotion and that feeling to work for you rather than against you. So the fear of failure is definitely something that can work for you, but it can also work you against you. And, and the example that I have is uh, this last year when they talked about Top Coach and they talked about Elite. I'm like, no problem, I'll be Elite. And so the fear of failure worked for me because I worked every day to try to be Elite the fear of failure also worked against me because I didn't even try for top coach because I didn't want to fail at it.
0: that's that's a good segue.
3: That's an example of how that can work.
0: Yep. And the cool thing about this exercise, guys, is Puck and I talked earlier, and we're going to be doing periodic things like this, um, you know, some of the weeks that we don't have a guest speaker, um, and we're actually going to keep some weeks open. We're going to take you guys through some more exercises as we continue to go along this year.
3: Yeah, it's really um, a life-changing group of exercises to go to. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six that I know off, off the top of my head that go into completing this week of uh, completing your destiny, date with destiny. And that's that's only the, the personal class. Uh, this next week, the reason I'm going to Las Vegas is because I'm going to a business class where I imagine there's going to be at least six more exercises. They had have, have the best business. So yeah, it's definitely something I'm going through. The reason I'm going through personal development is number one, I want to become a better leader and more consistent in the activities that are working best for me. And then number two, I want to share those with my team and and my friends and
1: everybody else.
2: See, I would love to know what each one of my coaches where they fell. Like they're and then write them down in my notebook. Like have like their names and write down like the first three things that they're afraid of and they're you know, or five, first five things that they, you know, that they want, that is most important to them. Because I think that's really important to know those things about your coaches to be a good leader to them. That's my personal opinion.
0: Yep.
3: That's, well, cool. Any other comments, questions? Is there anything that was unclear? Um, we can try to take this and, and, and put the steps into a document so that it makes people easier um, to go back through or if you had somebody that wasn't part of the call, you know, have them come back and listen to the call to go through it. You know, and, and Christy's idea is she wants all of her PS coaches to go through this so she can better understand them. And it's really just defining your why closer and understanding why your why is your why. Um, I think I use why a hundred times in the Um But that's a way you could do it, is you have people go back to this call and then you write down their values and then, you know, either submit them to Christy or your offline coach, or if you want questions, you know, email me, Facebook me, and and I can try to help you define what's going on
0: there. Absolutely. Hey, I did want to go back really quick, Jason, before we close, and we forgot one very important um, rank advancement. Um, Jason Douglas is one-star qualifying now, Christy.
2: He is?
0: yeah, Jason. Yay! Beckham.
2: Did he just sign a coach under my leg then? Because I know he had to sign one more coach.
0: He must have because he just sent you and I a message and showed. Oh, it.
2: I'm so excited! You know, I had a pep talk. Him and I had a little talk last night, he said, "Christy, he said if you did that, then I need to go." And I said, "Jason, you're only one coach away from a one-star. You got to go get him." And he said, "Okay." <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's one-star qualifying puck, so we have another um, star diamond amongst us uh, in, in training. That is
2: awesome. He's got I one so proud tra- of him.
0: He's got his one-star training wheels on right now.
3: Well, that's great. And, yeah, if we ever miss anybody, definitely feel free to chime in to staff and myself or any of your upline leaders just so we make sure we mention you because sometimes when somebody's you down there, it's hard to see. Or even um, if you've got the people that have done the rake advancements, you know, send us an email um, late on Wednesday or early on Thursday letting us know about it so we can make sure we can recognize people for helping our team grow. Um, yep. So, so amazing.
0: Yeah, like Jason said, we don't ever mean to miss anybody, but the downline is getting so big it's very easy for us to do at times, and you guys are all leaders, so you guys can definitely step up if we miss anything and make sure that we, we recognize those people. Jason Douglas, are you on the line?
2: Yeah,
1: I'm here, Jeff.
0: Congratulations. Hey,
2: Jay, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome.
0: So he'll yeah. be uh hopefully he'll be two star by summit, right? I saw your text message too.
1: Mm, yep. Definitely planning on it. Yeah. Had uh one coach go active in the last hour before uh, uh before midnight last night. <laughs> so
4: really?
0: Now what yep. you want to do is build some girth, I like to call it. Oh yes. Well awesome. Okay guys, any other questions or comments? We uh about fifteen minutes over. Um Jason I've gotten Jason Puck D I've gotten three messages already from people who love this call. One person um who'll be joining our team very shortly, listening as a prospect tonight, is uh is really jacked about it, so Hey Jason, FYI I started updating that uh
1: that Google Doc that I created with, uh, with these steps, the exercises in it, so if you want to build off of that to make a complete document, we can we can
0: Right, that this, there's so the many
3: tools that we want to do and use, and, and I really, like, we need an Excel sheet or even a database system to keep track of that, and like Christy's saying, if we, if we had that database for each of our coaches, then it helps us best know how to support them.
1: just let me know what I can do to help on that yeah yeah appreciate
2: it just so you know Jason and um, Jeffrey you did really good tonight because I do really well with recognition
0: yes you've done really good
2: <laughs>
0: you've done really good sorry you caught me munching on something okay guys I think
2: that this part of my motivation too I like recognition, and so does Shannon Osby. She told me that. She says I like recognition, too. Both her and I are the same. Well, well awesome. recognition and, is uh, good, man.
0: If that's what, if that's, you know, Sometimes that's a great driver for people, and um, you know, recognition is, is awesome. And the one thing that's great about Beachbody is they just hired a brand new uh, individual that's going to do nothing but focus on our recognition program. So you're going to be seeing a lot of different things recognition-wise, and Beachbody is going to improve and just get better, guys
3: good. All right, well, hey. congrats again to uh, Jason Douglas, and uh, you know, as soon as you start building past diamond, when you start to see diamonds appearing in your as your PS's, that's really the time to kind of set up one of these calls for me, and I'm not I'm never going to sit there and say, well, this is what you have to do, but what that call is about is um, talking about the things that have worked best for me in order to achieve SS, so what I'm saying is, this is what I would do, um, and I just I try to help share that knowledge, and there's a lot of different people, even non, non-teammates, non um, you know, Daniel Henson, Barbie, um, Jimmy Nelson, that all come uh, when they're trying to get the next star down in status, so if there's anybody on the team, you know, once you move past dining, that's the time to start setting all those calls. Man, we're going to be super busy for the next week, but probably starting again next week, and we can start setting some those up.
0: Yep. So you have homework, Jason Douglas, to schedule some time with uh, with Puck. Christy's already done that. Um, and Kirsten, if you're still on, you need to do that as well. I think she sent me an email already. Good um, deal. So I appreciate that.
3: And and the way to judge if something's working, and this is what people, I've said to people that have been asking me about Tony Robbins, I'm like, you know, don't take my word for it. Just watch the results that happens this year and, and the success and happiness that comes in my life. And if that's not what I say, I claim it to be. Then don't don't buy into it. But if you see any more success and happiness coming my way, then uh, that's the time to look closer into Tony Robbins. And so, the way to evaluate if these two-hour calls are working is look at some of the people that have been through it. And you know, Heather Perkins went to three-star. Um, Christie's gone to two-star, and several other folks that have really made um, some comprehensive steps in doing. I know we got another individual out there in Hawaii um, who's done really well you know, um, with the calls too. So.
2: Um, Jason, I have something to kind of share with people on here. Um, and I, maybe everybody knows this, but it's nice to be reminded. When I call like my 48-hour coach leads and, and different people to talk to them about becoming a coach, I get to know them first as a friend and get to know kind of, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not going as deep as you are. So this exercise has helped me out tremendously. Um, but, I mean, you you kind of, mirrored towards different people's personalities, and if somebody's a type B personality, you don't go like crazy on them, um, you know what I mean, and freak them out. You kind of try to mirror their personality so they feel comfortable, and that's what I've always done, and I think that's why um, it it is easier for me to sign, it's, it's easy for me to sign up some coaches because I'm friends with them first, and then I really try to make them feel comfortable in near, do you know what I mean, try to talk about what they want to talk about and try to kind of do these exercises in my head of what kind of personality type they have. So I'm kind of doing that a little bit to an extent and then this exercise is really going to help me um, to be able to focus a little deeper.
3: Sure, that makes a lot of sense. And- there's books out there that talk about the different personality types, um, through size seminars and anybody that was at summit last year and went to our team meeting with Aaron Mathis, Monica Ward, we sat down and we went through an exercise that helps determine the different personality types that, that, um, you're surrounded by. And especially it was neat to do that in our group because you could see how your PS coaches and coaches in your downline were lining up and the way they separate us into four different groups or quadrants, you know, controller, analyst, promoter and supporter. And I think what you're saying is that when you talk to other coaches that are in your same group, and if I had to guess, you know, maybe that's controller, a supporter for you, then those are the people that you can maybe communicate with best. And I think the best thing of going through that exercise or reading the book that talks about, and I forget the name of the book, but it's like personality types or something like that, um, what you realize is the best place to be is in the center of the room, we're in the center of all those quadrants. And that way, when you realize that somebody is coming from a loving, nurturing place, they're probably a supporter. And if you move more towards loving and nurturing, um, you're gonna be able to communicate better with them. And if somebody is like really stuck on numbers and you know, kind of uh, analytical guy, when you move over to analyst, um, and, and you think about coming from that perspective, you're gonna communicate better with him too.
0: All right. Um, I really
3: appreciate the opportunity to go over some of these values and stuff and I think one of the things that really resonated with me is often we try harder to not feel the things that make us feel bad than we'll ever try to achieve the things that we want most in life. So a lot of times we work harder to get away from the values we're trying to avoid than we actually uh, work to get the values that we want. So just, I think it's great to go through this exercise and become cognitively aware of some of the ways that we're functioning and, uh, think about some of the things that we might have experienced in the past that either gave us praise and accomplishment and we wanted to achieve those more and more or some of the things that we felt um, punishment for or um, negativity, and those are the things we've tried to avoid. And then say, well, that's great. That's a program that we have that maybe was developed by an instance that happened to us when we were 9 or 10 or even younger, and that served us at that time. But going forward in life, depending on these goals that we have, is that something that we can step aside from now and it's still serving you as a 20, 30, 40-year-old um, the same way it did as a 12-year-old maybe to protect yourself? So I think it's just better um, to look at these things and become aware of the way that we're operating, maybe from some of the experiences that have happened that caused us to feel that way. And the more and more you look at them, the more you can understand yourself and then move, better towards, move towards a better place that's going to help you achieve your goals no matter what they are. But that being said, I'm, I'm exhausted. I can understand how 20 you about
0: I think we lost Jason. He really was exhausted. Okay, guys, everybody have a great night, and we'll talk to you next week. we got an amazing speaker next week lining up. Can't quite announce it yet, but you're not going to want to miss it. Let's just say that they are one of the top five 2011 coaches.
1: Talk to you soon, guys. Jason,
3: sorry, I dropped off. (laughs) There's still 11 people here. Um, yeah, with that being said though, I'm 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 full. So uh if there's not any other questions, let's just go ahead and wrap
0: it up, eh?
1: Sounds good, Puck. Have a good night, bud. Thanks everybody. All right, talk to you soon.